Mike Radenbaugh built his first electric bicycle in his garage when he was still in high school. That was about 15 years ago. Today, Mike has over 700 employees and he is the CEO of North America's leading electric bicycle brand, Rad Power Bikes. Rad Power Bikes is on the same mission as us here at The War on Cars. They want to make it easier and more possible for people to live life without having to own or drive a car for every little trip. Rad Power Bikes is carrying out this mission by offering high-quality, affordable e-bikes for every kind of rider. Whether you're commuting to work, running errands, or just riding for fun and fitness, Rad Power Bikes are built for anything and priced for everyone. And having just gotten to ride one around Brooklyn, I can tell you for sure they are a lot of fun to ride. Visit radpowerbikes.com to find the right e-bike for you or someone in your life who wants to spend less time in a car. There are plenty of bikes in stock and shipping is free. Again, that's radpowerbikes.com, transforming the way we move and helping to win the war on cars. This is The War on Cars. I'm Doug Gordon. Back in November, we did something really fun. We held a live show before a sold-out audience at Caveat on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Needless to say, it was so wonderful, it was amazing, it was incredible to be live and in person with 120 friends and fans of the podcast. Our guest for the evening was Corey Sika, an editor-at-large at New York Magazine and a self-described Yimby and bike fascist. You will hear more about that in a few minutes. This episode has been edited down for your listening pleasure, but we will be releasing a full-length video of the live show for Patreon supporters very soon. If you want access to that and to all of our other exclusive content, go to thewaroncars.org, click support us, and become a Patreon supporter today. As thanks, we'll send you stickers. Enjoy the episode. Please welcome to the stage, The War on Cars. All right, how's everyone doing? Hey. Hey. Wow. Oh. How's that for awkward People. entrances? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we do. We're this. out of the cave. There's we, we do this all the time. People. Yeah, who's ready to get COVID? <laughs> all right. No, I trust science. I'm vaccinated. All yeah. of you are because they make you be vaccinated here. That's yeah, right. Yes. Fully, fully vaccinated. And, uh, you know, and 120 of our closest friends right yeah. here. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for I coming. Am, I'm Doug Gordon. I'm here with my co hosts, Sarah Goodyear and Aaron Aberstay. Hey. Hey, everyone. Wow. This is so cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, so who's ready Who's ready for a good time? Yeah, all right. Uh, we have a really awesome guest for you all tonight, Corey Sika. Corey is the, is, he's an editor-at-large at New York Magazine. He was the editor at Style Section for the New York Times. Uh, I've been reading him since his days at Gawker and even before that at The All, which was an incredible website, yeah. uh, RAP. Um, really great site. So please, everybody, give a warm War on Cars welcome to Corey Sika. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Shortcut. It's nice to be among my people. Hello. Nice. 
Hi, friends. Hi. Hey. Yeah. Corey, Corey, welcome. Wow, there's a lot of you. <laughs> For those at home listening, there's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. <laughs> and I see that you voted, too. And it I says, in Westchester County. Hmm. So when a man <laughs> ages to a certain age, something <laughs> happens sometimes, and you end up uh, in uh, the suburbs. Yeah, it's amazing. That's, so how's that working out for you? It's mostly great. So I, I moved out of New York City after 30 years, like a couple uh, months, like a year before a pandemic hit. Do you remember this thing? And um, it's actually amazing. And I kind of inadvertently moved to somewhere I didn't know anything about. And it turns out I'm in like dentist bike spectacular land like all day long it's like guys in bibs all guys in bibs and like specialized bikes it's like a parade all day. it's like they love it i live in their paradise that's what my that's them. what my dentistry bill is paying for yeah, yeah okay <laughs> awesome. they're great looking bikes and bibs and okay all right so um i yeah. respect all bikers sorry not to segregate us. No. <laughs> so wait, so Corey, when um, when I first, well, we, we emailed before the pandemic. We were going to have you on in studio when the idea of doing that was safe and good. Uh, now you were here with us. And when I emailed you, I said, hey, like we're doing this live show. Could you join us? You said yes, but only if you could talk about yimbyism and bike fascism. You also said, the fuck is the deal with Eric Adams' backwards fork? And these were all caps emails. <laughs> all caps. So let's, we're going to get to the Eric Adams stuff when we get to our election segment. Oh, but I want to ask you if you could talk about first Yimbias. Are you a Yimby? Well, could we define what a Yimby is for our audience who might uh, not know? Sure. Uh, technically, it stands for yes in my backyard. And it suggests that you are supportive of development and more density in cities, making cities places that are less you know, car dependent and more sort of transit oriented, walkable, bikeable. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there can no. be some other overtones okay. there sometimes, but um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll that's accept my, that. That's my Yimby. Okay. All so, right. Corey, why why would you call yourself a Yimby then? I, I think I will have to say, moving to the suburbs will really radicalize you <laughs> when you look at the next door <laughs> and the <laughs> attending <laughs> issues, and uh, you know, it's actually it's it's actually so much worse than you can imagine if you don't live in an American suburb. Um, the sheer hatred of housing and human beings is like really intense and overwhelming. And it's like, it, it happens a lot in New York City. It's like really intense here in many ways. I am not gonna be able to live there for the rest of my life. So the, the hatred of human beings is why it's such a good place to raise kids? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's just like, it's just like you just, I just, if someone says good schools and I just become violent. <laughs> but so if you, if you didn't move for the hatred of human beings and the good schools, why are you there? I. I, I couldn't, I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> live in New York City anymore. I had a breakdown. Okay. I don't it's know okay. it happens. That's all right. But you're We're still a Yimby. And, and how, do, what, like, what do you have to fight for out there? So there's, there's uh, actually, Westchester is super interesting. Most people don't know a lot about Westchester. Um, Austining is like a super, super diverse community. A lot of it is Guatemalan uh, people and Ecuadorian immigrants. Um, like a majority of the school is, is Spanish speaking, um, which makes people from New York City not want to move there because they don't have good schools. Um, and it's really intense. Um, and, and, and so uh, they're, they're, we're, they're doing is they're trying to build to, for the future. And the people who live there, who have lived there for a long time, don't want anyone to build it. You know, it's so anyway, you become re-radicalized is what I guess I'll say. Okay. All right. Th I like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so re-radicalized re and um, 
But but what? Uh, so that's the imbiism. Yeah. What is the bike fascism part? I think. I mean, I think we probably all agree that. I think everyone should be forced by the government to ride bicycles. Is that a, yeah. is that a libertarian position or an anti-libertarian? You've been reading our, our emails and Twitter yeah. replies. Yeah. Like I can't. I don't know what politics are anymore. I feel like, like I may be a. That is fascism, right? No, that's a very that's a very mainstream position. <laughs> yeah. we take, if we take away the cars, I mean, if you've ever stood up at a community board and said, "I would just like to be able to bike my kid to school safely," you're instantly accused of being a fascist. It's, crazy. it's like a zero to sixty in no time. Yeah. I mean, it's literally where we got the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I want to just really quickly say, so Corey, you write for New York Magazine. Curbed is one of the yes. New York Magazine properties. And you just, along the Yimby lines, wrote a story about the dorm, which some the people dorm. might be familiar with at the, the dorm. University of California, Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. Uh, would you like to explain school. the dorm? It does. It does have a Big parking. Thing. I'm angle. a UC graduate myself. Yeah. Not what? Santa Barbara, Berkeley. Oh, you went to Berkeley. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, UC. All right, go Cal. All right. <laughs> so, can you explain the dorm? There is a war on sure. cars connection here because there's a parking angle, well, as sure there is, is to every story. Yes. Sure. For those who missed the dorm, a great California story. Uh, a very, very wealthy man who works for Warren Buffett for a very long time has a. He is in his mid to late nineties. He has a new hobby in which he gives colleges lots of money in exchange for being allowed to design their dorms. So far, this has gone fairly well at Stanford and other places, and has now gone very poorly because this dorm design at, for Santa Barbara is a 5,000 student mega complex where no one is allowed to have a window in their room. Yeah. So, so what was your take on, uh, on this dorm situation? So as, as you pointed out, the, there is no parking. There's no car parking. It's all, there's like spots for 5,000 bikes and no cars. Like right. it's a real. I know. I'm like, okay, put them in the put them in the little cubicles. Ah, so okay. we're willing to ignore the no windows thing <laughs> yeah. because the no parking is good. Yeah, yeah. Basically, no parking trumps everything else. Yeah. Some of us are single issue voters. <laughs> it's winter, so you know what that means: cold, wet weather. And the best way to stay dry while walking and cycling is with Cleverhood rain gear. I love my Rover rain cape because it easily fits over a warm coat or a comfy sweater, making it perfect for any temperature and all kinds of conditions, and giving you one less excuse to stay inside. The War on Cars is proud to partner with Cleverhood, a small independent business that donates 5% of its revenue to advocacy groups around the country working to create safer, more livable, and equitable streets. Now through December 31st, listeners of The War on Cars can receive 20% off everything in the Cleverhood store. Go to cleverhood.com slash waroncars and enter coupon code HOLIDAYRAIN. Again, that's cleverhood.com slash waroncars, coupon code Holiday rain. Stay dry, have fun, and look great with Cleverhood. So it is election night in New York, oh, and yes, choices. as we mentioned, tens of thousands of New Yorkers are headed to the polls as we speak <laughs> to elect a new mayor. Uh, it is between, who are we kidding? It's Eric Adams, he's going to win, and his rival is uh, Curtis Sliwa, who is the founder of the Guardian Angels. Now, Sarah, 
You are among the four of us the actual real New Yorker. This is true. Can you explain to our audience who might be younger, who might not be from here? Yep. What are the Guardian Angels? So the Guardian Angels, back when I was a young thing in the 1980s, uh, and the city was was a terrifying, you know, a, a, a sort of thunderdome of of rats and filth and graffiti and and muggers, um, it, you know, we were tough and we we got out there in the street and we did our best, but sometimes we needed help. And the guardian angels, you know, in the absence of a police department, um, were the people who said that they were gonna step in and <laughs> take, take charge and, and watch out for all of us. So they were kind of like, they were like some kind of like Boy Scout project that that had a dark edge <laughs> where <laughs> where you know I mean this is like it was tough it was tough and you know and there were people like Bernard Getz who were shooting people on the train and killing them and and or you know I mean people were it was violent and and so the Guardian Angels led by Curtis Sliwa were you know supposedly like the good side of New York this was in their little fascist, speaking of fascism, uh, red berets, um, and, and they, would, they would watch out for us. And I mean, who knows, did they ever do anything? Like, I actually don't remember if anyone ever got saved by a guardian angel. But, um, but they still, strangely, like I was on the subway a couple years ago, and there was a guy in the, yeah. in the beret, like standing on the platform in Williamsburg, and I was like, are you? Like the, the guardian angels, and he's like, "Oh yeah, man! Like we're still doing it, you know." Like, <laughs> and I'm like, "But it's like not dangerous anymore." <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so that's that's Curtis. A lot of really fond memories of him. Yeah, so, um, and then the other guy. Yeah. yeah. So Eric Adams, uh, big biker. He's got that going for him. Absolutely. Uh, he has received the endorsement of Streets Pack, which is a political action committee dedicated to electing safe streets candidates. There might be some Streets Packers here. I don't know. Um, and he showed up to their announcement on a city bike. He's made a big show of it, a stark contrast to Bill de Blasio, who is driven from a coffee shop on one side of the street to the gym on the other. Um, <laughs> So, you know, like, that's pretty positive. It could be pretty good to have a mayor who is seen riding his bike, a Gothamist. Even, even if the fork is backward? Oh, well, <laughs> you gave it away. No spoilers. But yes, we will get to that. The backwards fork. I know we mentioned it. but um, So Gothamist said, you know, are we on the verge of having a bike mayor? And what would that mean? Uh, what do we think? We think he's going to be good for transportation, for the war on cars, for our issues. Do you want to take it, Corey? Yeah, or there's been some news today. I can, I can go. That we might want to talk about. Uh, he's off to a slightly rocky start. Given so, what happened is curbed was like, where, what's, where does he live? Is he coming and going? So w- they uh, very sensibly put reporters outside his house night and day, and he came home at 4:14 a.m. Uh, parked in the street, abandoned his car in the street for several hours, till cars till it was towed to the sidewalk where a few hours later he came out, got in the car and drove down the sidewalk towards back to work. I don't know what he does. So right. uh, it's not it's as far as vehicles go, we're not doing great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of a rough start. Will this guy be a good biking mayor? I think he will be a mayor who rides bikes. Yeah. But when we look at like mayors who are really, you know, making biking work in their cities, 
Um, you've got Val Plant in Montreal. You've got Anne Hidalgo in Paris. Um, they're doing like oh, a lot of Anne Hidalgo fans. Yeah, here. Hidalgo great. fans. Yeah, and you know they're quickly remaking their city. And th my, I guess my concern with Eric is that he's going to be like the symbolic bike mayor, but he's also going to, you know, he's not going to be the guy who like takes away the parking spots and puts in the bike lanes. And I think, I think there's still going to have to be a lot of pressure to make that happen. And as we mentioned, as Sarah mentioned, he might not even be the guy you go to, or go to for bike repair. Can we have the next slide? Oh yeah, this is, this is key. Yeah, because um, oh. people have pointed out that his fork is backwards on his bike. This is from a Reddit thread where people were noticing so that uh, his fork is backwards. I, also I don't know how that happens. I have enhanced this photo repeatedly over the last few months, and I believe it is a quick-release front tire, right? You're all bike people. You know what? You're better bike people than I am, probably. And I believe his quick-release is in, in pointing outwards, which is actually fairly dangerous. <laughs> Right. Like, am I am I reading that correctly? Yeah, it does look like it. Okay. Yeah, don't do that at home. Yeah. <laughs> the backwards fork to me suggests like this is a bike that has been ridden. You know, it's a bike that got a flat. They took off the wheel. Uh, the fork spun around. He put the wheel on the wrong way. But you know, it's a bike that's getting used. Yep. So that's that's what the backwards fork says to me. We, okay. I mean, this picture that's indicates backwards mental gymnastics yeah. to yeah. justify okay. that. But okay, I'll go with it. Yeah, that's All good. Right. Right. I mean, we are in we are in for between one and sixteen years of mayoral chaos. Yes. This is like basically what this picture shows. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about Adam's uh, sort of nominal opponent. Can we get the, the next in this slide, election? Please? Next slide. Yeah. Here he is, Curtis. Uh, Sarah Trumpian <laughs> hand gesture. It is so Trumpy. Um, so Sliwa ran on a campaign that has included what he calls ending the city's war on vehicles. Okay, so FYI, Curtis, it's called the war on cars. Yeah, we're copywriting <laughs> that. Please, come on, get it right. Yeah. Don't make us send our lawyers. Okay. Yeah. Um, we Curtis, can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, we can't afford that. Sliwa also proposed what he called a use it or lose it test for bike lanes, saying, and this is a quote. Have the Department of Transportation put a wire out, and let's look at the analytics. Every hour, how many bicyclists are passing by, whether it's recreational, for work purposes, whatever. And if you're using it, you keep it. <laughs> you guys think of that. Okay, so Policy I, idea. All right, so obviously that's not going to work because you could go to the highway at you know, 2 in the morning, and it's empty, and no one says rip it out. But what wire can deduce why you are traveling? Like... Oh, no, ding, ding, ding. This one is just going to the movies. Bike lanes don't count. I mean, you wouldn't do that, right, for drivers, that someone's driving to the gym, so therefore their trip is unnecessary. Oh, this one's going to work. That's a necessary might, trip. It might not be a bad idea, actually, if we did this for, for drivers and cars. Like started you know? to actually survey yeah, them like where the, they're going? The BQE, it's not getting used tonight. Let's rip it out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They weren't using we got, it. We got 130 people in here. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so the other interesting thing about Sliwa's transportation platform, if you can call it that, is that he is firmly against speed cameras. Okay, so at a campaign event the other day, he said, I would eliminate all speed cameras, but be open to the discussion if maybe we need to keep them in a school zone. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> okay, I think we have some people who know this. Uh, for the folks who don't know, under New York State law, New York City only is allowed to place speed cameras in school zones, pretty much. So under a Mayor Sliwa administration, uh, there would be no speed cameras, except for all the places <laughs> where they already are. <laughs> and the other schools that don't have them yet, I guess. The good thing is that 
that people are talking about these things in in the mayoral election, right? I mean, I, I, I I'm obviously old enough to remember when. Um, you know, that just wasn't, that nobody talked about it at all. And there seemed, and like in the Democratic debate, there was a consensus among all of the candidates that bike, like, wow, bike lanes are a good thing. I mean, I can't, you know, that's, yeah. that is a huge victory right there, which is in part due to yes, many of the people, uh, in, this of the people yeah. in this room. Yeah. yeah, It's a huge cultural turning point, I think. Yeah. Like one candidate is firmly pro and he's going to win, and the other is just like, oh, I don't know, what culture war thing can I find that will say bike lanes, speed cameras, kids dying, cool, yeah. Um, so it is a huge victory. And I he think. really took Sliwa really took that position pretty pretty far, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes, plot plot twist. So plot twist to the Sliwa campaign on Friday, with less than a week to go in the election. Look at the next slide. Slide, please. Curtis Sliwa was dun, da, 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 hit by a car, hit by a taxi cab, ladies Who and gentlemen. Us? No, but I mean, so he was out, he was in front of Rockefeller Center, he has a radio show, and he was hit by a car. He apparently flew right six feet in the air, fractured his elbow. Apparently he recorded his talk show, then went to the ER. How's that for New York toughness? But, um, but that's sort of like, Sarah, we were talking about this before, <laughs> that's sort of the point, like he's playing this, don't worry, the taxi is okay, yuck, yuck, I got hit by a car. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is just so tired. Why, why is the world so haunted by the ghosts of 1980s New York, like Donald Trump and Rudy yeah. Giuliani and Curtis Sliwa and, and this idea that New York has to suck? Like, you know, like, 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 yeah, it's, this is, you know, it can never be good. In we can never day, have any you good things. You got hit by a car, you recorded yeah. your talk show, and then you went to the ER. <laughs> yeah, in my day, right. You know, and, and so, like, the idea that you have to be tough and, I mean, come on, like, it, it drives people to Westchester for crying out loud. So I mean, sad, <laughs> so tragic. The schools are good. The schools are good. <laughs> But Ugh. yeah, I mean, it's I, I really, 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 as a native New Yorker, hate this so much, this idea that things have to suck and you have to suffer to live in New York. And it's just it's just so wrong. And I really do think that's actually a big part of why we don't have more and better bike lanes in this city is because somehow like the idea that all those people on bikes would not suffer enough is is part of it. And even and even like you'll talk to people who are like longtime bike riders in the city and they'll be like, yeah, I liked it better when we were out there. You know, I mean, OK, I get that. Like it was fun. Like yeah but like it, no you shouldn't have to be risking death in order to have fun I mean you know anyway so I did mention right it, I also think the thing with the Curtis Lee thing is I feel like there's this wish on the part of Democrats or, or liberals or progressives that like something will break Republicans from their fever Right, that like so, not even getting hit by a car is going to convince Curtis Lewa that there's a problem with too many people getting hit by cars. You know, like like Steve Scalise was was shot at that congressional Republi uh, Republican softball game, yeah. and I think a lot of Democrats were like, finally, Republicans will do something about gun violence. Like, no, they won't. They will get shot on purpose to show that they're tough, right? Um, and I just think that like this should break us that like there's any hope of getting guys like this to see our side. No, I think this is basically where it's headed. It's like we have a you know a walking comment section or a walking Twitter account essentially running for mayor. Yeah, you know, that that's is, all it is, and that's probably where politics is going currently. So yeah. Um, so Corey, um, 
Speaking of the Twitter account, you Uh-oh. you had a great story that you just no 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 you had a great story <laughs> that you also just ran, uh, I believe in Curbed, because um, Greg Kelly, who is uh, who some of you may know as New I Yorkers, see. former host of Fox Five here in New York, mm. current with Rosanna Scotto. Yeah, any big Rosanna Scotto yeah. fans? Hell yeah. Um, so he is yeah former Fox Five host. Newsmax host, also the longtime son of Ray Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yes. He's been Ray Kelly's yeah. son his whole yeah, life. His whole Can life. you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. Um, you got to give the guy some slack. Former police chief Ray Kelly. So he posted a series of tweets about taking the bus, which apparently befuddled him. Now, we couldn't quite tell. Can we get the next set of slides? We've got one. Do we can see this? It's real. There it is. So he said, to switch things up, I took the bus. I'm going to yell for the all caps for our audience at home. A real long one with one of those accordion springy things in the middle. I will not be doing this again. Everyone is nice, but we make stops every other block, and it feels like the slow boat to China, which I don't think you can say anymore. (laughs) Uber, here I come. Um, This was one of, of three, I think, that he posted. Can we get the next one? Yeah. Let's see. Now we're skipping all the stops, and I need to get off. Don't take the bus, says Greg Kelly. Um, and there were this, these were videos, and he showed a picture of you know these few other people on the bus. He's clearly on like the First Avenue or Second Avenue on one of the articulated bus. That's what the accordion thingy yes. is in the middle. Yeah, it's limited. Yeah, um, and we have one more because people basically people said like. Come on, doofus, pull the cord. There's also a button that says request stop. You can press that. Why didn't you do that? And so here's what he said. Next slide, please. Wrong. I did pull that dopey cord to get off the bus. I said to the driver, what the hell? And he told me, hard to hear because the, dr- the driver was sealed in a ridiculous plastic COVID box that six blocks of bus stops don't exist anymore because of all the bike lanes Ban bikes in NYC. We had to get there. Right? So, Corey. <laughs> we knew where this was headed. Corey, you had a great takedown of this in Curbed. I wonder if you could kind of give us your, your summary of that piece and your reaction to this. this. The saddest part of this is this man is a master storyteller. Like, this is... Like, <laughs> really good. And, and the terrible thing is that, like, he is in the same way so funny in the same way that Donald Trump is, which is distressing to admit. <laughs> But those guys are funny. This is terrible, but they're funny. So anyway, this is sad that this man, I mean, is, is now leading the, uh, the war on bikes. Is there a war on bikes? Is there another oh, podcast yeah. Constant, somewhere? Yeah, I'm sure there, there is. <laughs> that's yes. talking shit about you right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Corey, what but, uh, was your, your take in New York Magazine? Like, what, what, you, you basically gave Greg a lesson in how to take the bus. Yeah, and I, and I, you know, I've had some great times on the bus. I've met some nice people on our buses. They're, they're lovely places. I actually feel really bad about... I mean, not to take it down and not be funny, but I actually feel really bad about the like COVID box comment because it's like, dude, fuck you. Like, bus drivers are out there like night and day. And, and yeah, I mean, d- d- hundreds of of uh, transit workers died of COVID. MTA was one of the hardest. Hit yeah, yeah. AMCs, it's yeah. it's just yeah, and, and you know, but that's of course it's, it's to be expected because COVID isn't real. He knows that. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, and but uh, but but your your point is a really good one because like people do this, they are they're dropping things in the, the pool for outrage points, and then they're gonna like right. they, this could like this could put him on like cable TV for five nights, and that's really good for his career. It got him on the war on cars. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's yeah. a big win but, for Greg. But I Which think there, I think that underneath there is also some real confusion about what the hell is going on. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. I well, but then of course this wasn't the end of it. Oh no! Oh yeah. So <laughs> we don't. Uh, this all happened too fast for me to get it in the outline. Can I just show you a little bit? This is like, it's actually good that I printed this out on paper because normally you would just post this to a telephone bowl, right. but instead or a Dr. Bronner's yeah, bottle. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm just going to read just a little bit of I will not get it. It's, you know, it's got the all caps, the lack of M dashes, and all the rest. Um, so it says, first of all, I know a hell of a lot more about buses, spelled B-U-S-S-E-S, which is the kiss kind of bus, than any of you. Do you know that cops refer to ambulances as buses? What that has to do with this, I don't know. But Greg is showing us how smart he is. Do you know a bus boy is someone who takes... Okay. <laughs> so basically, he goes on and on. I think this kind of gets to the heart of what he was doing. He says, I've always been a little bit skittish on the bus. When I was in kindergarten, I took the bus for the first time, and a maniac in California had just hijacked a bus and buried it with a kid still in it. Miraculously, they all lived. The hijackers were recently paroled, Thanks a lot, Gavin Newsom. <laughs> I, so I kind of think, first of all, like just point of fact, because I know Greg is all about facts here. I don't believe Newsom was the governor who pardoned. No, that the, happened. The bus hijacking was like the 70s. Yeah, and the guy. I think actually it was Jerry Brown who yeah. pardoned them and all the rest. So yeah, but um, Greg Kelly, big facts guy, I can tell. Definitely. Um, but I think that what he's doing here is like you can't go out and say like those types of people in the city are scary, right? Those brown people are scary. Those people who don't look like me are scary. But you can say, like, the bus is scary. And you can imply yeah. the same thing without saying it and getting canceled, right? And so I think that's sort of what's going on here. It's like, beware of the bus. Because the New Yorkers, we know it's bullshit, but his audience of Newsmax folks who live in, sorry, in the suburbs, but <laughs> elsewhere, um, <laughs> <laughs> right here. But Come I think on. that's yes. I think you're I think you're onto something with that, Doug. I think like um Greg is doing a kind of like anthropology here where he's like going out into the into the wilds of the city, onto the buses, you know, where there are like strange people and you know, you might feel skittish around them. And he's sort of performing this kind of like exploration of the urban wilds for his kind of rural, exurban, uh red state audience and it's kind of, yeah, it's a little gross and scary, frankly. <laughs> but, you know, what, what ends up happening by the end of this press release is, you know, he gets into his daddy issues, which is really good because, you know, who forced him to get on that bus after he was traumatized about hearing the kids buried in the school bus and whatever? Like, you know, Ray? like, it, it, it must have been his dad put him on that bus. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, it, so, all right. So, and this is not just a right wing thing either, right? This sort of like, um, kind of anti-urbanist vibe is also kind of popping up a little bit uh, on the left. Yeah, Corey, this was something you said you wanted to talk about when I emailed you about coming on the show. Can we get the next slide? Mm, yes. Aaron, do you want to take this? You can see it better than I can. Okay, so here we have um, a Twitter account called Providence Leftist Radio Podcast, um, and their tweet 
The whiteness and wealth of bike advocates always gets me. Not everyone can afford the same multi-gear $2,000 bike, helmet, and fit you got, bro. <laughs> Sorry, punctuation <laughs> problem there. These are hobbists. <laughs> I read that as hobbits when same. I read it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> These are hobbists who cloak their own desires in social justice and greening full stop. Wow. So you can't argue him with anymore, so we have to do the next. I mean, he said full stop. Yeah, that's, that's it. done. <laughs> we gotta go. It's over. Yeah, Corey, Corey, you said you wanted to talk about this, so I, we didn't. We didn't talk about it before. What, what was your reaction? Like the saddest trolls have like the tiniest kernels of truth. So maybe I relate to that a little bit. I remember. Well, no, I won't go there. But I will just say that, like, um, I, 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 we have. I mean, some of us have been all of these people in this tweet. I guess is what I would say about yes. myself. Like I have. I have been all of them, and I and I have been a doctrinaire, uh, like leftist fascist, briefly <laughs> at points in my life, and like. And I understand how this feels, and it feel it, it feels great. I think. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of have to just respect the game. I guess I don't know. It's 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 worth grappling with, but but it just doesn't it doesn't go anywhere. Like it doesn't leave anywhere to go. It's not like oh we should you know like it's just like bike advocacy bad because it's white now and and like it doesn't it doesn't offer any way out of that and that is a uh, uh, you know, a problem in any extremist political uh, stripe, I think, you know. No, but it is this weird thing where, like, I do feel like car culture is the one area that basically spans all across the political spectrum. It's the it's the thing we all agree on for the most part. Roads and bridges, cars need. Right. And the idea that cars are are something for the common the common man or, you know, that 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 not being into cars means you're elitist, like de facto. Also, it's just worth pointing out, as a prominent bike Twitterer, bike Twitter is just really easy to agitate and activate. And this, this per congratulations, because this person did it, right? And they got ratioed, you know. Honestly, it almost feels yeah. like a false flag, you know? <laughs> it's like, really? Providence Leftist Radio Podcast? That's what you're going to call yourself if you're a Providence Leftist Radio that Maybe radio this is podcaster. why Corey really wanted to talk about this? I think so. I didn't check it might be, it might be it's me. <laughs> I wish I lived in Providence. Do we have other shit posting we want to cover? Yeah. Um, so, does anyone out there have any bad tweets? <laughs> yeah. Anyone, <laughs> anyone want to sure get ratioed do. live tonight? Um, Corey, you are heading back. You brought your Brompton. I know. <laughs> we should talk about this. How do you like the folding bike? I I love it. Like, listen, I'm a I'm a train man. I'm a Metro North man. I gotta take a folding bike. It's great. And I also live like in you a and vertical John ascent. Me and John Cheever <laughs> and uh, and our friend on uh, on Ted Lasso. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. oh yeah, but she got hit line. and that was like a big uh, plot point in, Yeah, well, uh, guess what? Spoiler alert, sorry. Everyone <laughs> 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 hasn't seen it. I, I know. But uh, yeah, I'm overdue, let's be honest. Yeah. No, well, we don't want, <laughs> we don't want you to no, get No, but hit. the Brompton is a great thing. If yeah. I mean, I have one too. They're amazing yeah. bikes and they're they work really well for what you're doing with it and that keeps you keeps you in the game. It keeps you tough. <laughs> yeah, for tough. <laughs> Brompton tough. Brom my little Brompton wee, tough. my little wee English homosexual bicycle. <laughs> I love it. But um but it's great. Like listen, I'm going to go, I'm going to bike to Grand Central and then I'm going to get on a train and then I'm going to bike through the pitch black 
raccoon infested wilderness yeah. to my house. It's going to be real. It's real weird. I got a, I got a lot fine. of lights. Yeah, it's intense. Do people yeah. ever ask you about the bike on the train? I feel like Brompton's a really good conversation starter. You know, they did. And that, well, now we try not to talk on the train. Like the, the, oh, that's the, true. the COVID express through yeah. Westchester is not so friendly anymore. But like, uh, yeah, they, they did. But you know what? There's also just like a wide variety of electric and weird bikes on the train now from like all walks of life. It's actually kind of cool. Like there's giant 200 pound bikes that people can't lift, which is hilarious. And then there's like weird foldies and like, it's like everything's there. And also like, and then the professional dentist bike bros are all like racked up coming back from cold spring. Right, like it's like, right. there's a lot going on. Like it's actually like, it's cool. It's actually gotten weird and cool. So maybe that's a positive sign that we're winning the war on cars, at least regionally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bikes yeah. on trains. Bikes on trains. We'll trains it. on bikes. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Fucking yeah. mix Thank it you, up. Elon, Mu Elon Musk's new adventure. Yeah. yeah. Trains, trains on bikes. bikes. Uh, yeah. Well, we do want to thank everybody here for coming. We really want to thank you, Corey, for um, no. being such a good sport and biking down from Grand Central and then biking back and <laughs> yeah. like in the rain and, and being with us tonight. Curtis so Lee. We got a tough. round of applause <laughs> <laughs> for Corey. We also want to thank everybody at Caveat, especially our tech. Where's our Eden? I cannot see Eden, but Eden, thank yeah, you. Beautiful. Thanks for thank making everything so run so much. smoothly. And of course, thank all of you for coming out tonight. It was so great to be with a live audience and in a room with a lot of people. Yeah, awesome. we're super grateful thank for, so for yeah. everybody. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I am Sarah Goodyear. I'm Aaron Napperstack. I'm Doug Gordon. And this is the war on cars. Woo! That's it for this special live episode of the war on cars. Many thanks to Corey Sika for joining us on stage and also to all the folks who were there with us in person. We had a great time. I'd also like to acknowledge Alex Liu and the entire crew at Caveat for hosting us, for their professionalism, and for really making us feel at home at our first live show in New York. Remember, if you want to support the War on Cars and get access to exclusive content, including the full-length video of this live show, go to thewaroncars.org, click support us, and join today. As always, we'd like to thank our top Patreon supporters, Charlie G of Human Powered Law in Portland, Oregon, the Law Office of the Car and White in New York City, Drew Raines, Virginia Baker, and James Doyle. Special thanks to our sponsors, Rad Power Bikes. You can check out their awesome e-bike models at radpowerbikes.com. And for 20% off the best rain gear for bicycling and walking, go to cleverhood.com slash waroncars, enter coupon code HOLIDAYRAIN at checkout. You can take advantage of that discount now through December 31st. This episode was edited by Ali Lemer. Our music is by Nathaniel Goodyear. Our logo is by Danny Finkel of Crucial D Designs. I'm Doug Gordon, and on behalf of my co-hosts, Sarah Goodyear and Aaron Napperstack, this is The War on Cars. 